0: Good morning everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm. Delicious. It's a nice bright Tuesday morning here in Santa Fe. Uh, January fifteenth. The Ides of January. We've still got quite a lot of snow out there, more snow due on Friday. It's so funny because uh, I was talking with someone online yesterday from who lives in Minnesota, and they've got nothing. Normally, they'd be snow covered by now, and they're dry. And here we are with snow on the ground for weeks now, which is just so unusual for us. But it, uh, it's very beautiful. And got pretty cold last night, and we're in for a cold spell, it looks like. But, you know, if it's going to be cold and dark, I'd just as soon have snow. <laughs> I'm a Colorado girl from way back, and that's how I like it. And I don't mind winter. I like the uh, being cloistered, being inside and working on projects. That's my introverted, creative self. Yeah, I got invited to go to a convention this weekend. Invited, you know. Sometimes it's it's funny, you know. It's like, well, is it an invitation or? <laughs> uh, and I know that some people will, you know, say that they tried to get, uh, you know, in on some convention or another. And I'm not explaining this while well. I'm sort of thinking about it as I'm talking. Uh, well, like, there's this one convention that very early on sent me an email saying, did I want to come? And I'm not sure how it's going to go this year. And uh, it's during a time when I have some other things going on. So I was like, eh, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to go. And then other people have asked me since if I'm going to go to this convention. And I said, I said, well, no, I'm not. And they say, well, they say, yeah, I tried to get in. They'll get on the list for that one too, but they've got a waiting list for authors, and so yeah, I couldn't either. It was like, oh well, I got invited, <laughs> got asked to go, but I didn't I didn't want to. But to me, there's a big difference between being invited to go and having to pay all of my costs. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I have permission to come and pay the registration fee and spend a bunch of money on the travel costs and so forth and swag and everything. Uh, you know, I know that there's levels to these things, but that's how it was with the one this weekend. Uh, it's not far away, and I might have gone, but they um, emailed the day after Christmas, and it's this weekend, and they apologized and said that they were be. Beat- behind on planning so i just so i asked <laughs> what kind of reimbursement they would have for my costs and they said well they couldn't and in fact they asked us to pay a reduced registration fee and i was like yeah no, i don't want to come spend my time to fund your convention without some kind of promise of return you know not that i won't pay my costs for some things but you know like um Bubonicon in Albuquerque is a great convention, great local convention, small, but they comp the author registration fee. You know, we pay our costs and that's tax deductible. So, you know, that's I think that's fair. But, you know, at least they're not having us fund their convention. You know, I think if you have the people who are also who are your content also funding your convention, then it's a problem. You know, at least comp my registration fee. So anyway, I thought about going this to that this weekend. It's up in Colorado, and I thought, yeah, you know. So I've refused on that, and I'm glad I get to stay home. I didn't. I I thought the weather might be bad too, and it's just you know why bother. So I got a sewing machine for Christmas. I don't know if I don't think I've mentioned that here. Uh, my lovely mother gave me a fancy super fancy Brother sewing machine, and it's sitting here on the cart next to my desk. It's compact enough that I could put it on my big writing desk and walk while I sew. And I'm just really excited to get going on this. I haven't yet, but I'm thinking I'm going to break it out this weekend. And, uh, start out with some mending and learn how to run the thing. I used to have a sewing machine back in the day. I had it for a very, very long time. I had my grandmother's sewing machine. and My grandmother uh, was an excellent seamstress. She sewed very well. And she had a, um, one of those sewing machines that were built into a table. And it was really cool because most of the time it would look like sort of a, what, like a high coffee table, a side table. I'm not sure exactly what you'd call it. And then you would flip open the top, and it would be a leaf off to the side, and you'd lift the sewing machine up from the inside. And it was great because that leaf to the left uh, made a great surface for draping the fabric. And it it was just a very handy, you know, you'd sit at the machine, and it was a very handy device. And I used to make a lot of quilts on it. In fact, I, maybe I'll put up a photo of one of my quilts uh, for the podcast. Uh, I used to quilt a lot. Um, I made my mom and one of my college sorority sisters for her wedding um, both king-sized quilts. And let, let me tell you, that takes a little while. I made my sorority sister from college a a king-sized wedding ring quilt all in shades of green. It was really pretty. My mom, I made her a um what was it? What is that pattern called? It's like um might be log cabin. I don't think it's exactly a log cabin, but it's similar with um diamond shapes that move out from the center. And my mom and I have long had a, a kind of a running joke about <laughs> that she just loves neutral colors. And once I was home from, I think in college, I was home from St. Louis where I went to college and we were in Denver and it was cold and I went to borrow a sweater from her. And she said, oh, sure, just get one out of my sweater drawer. And she had one of those big, you know, built in bureaus and a very deep sweater drawer. And I started going in a sweater drawer and not one of them was a color every single one of them was some sort of shade of white or beige. And you know, and she's like, I like neutrals. So I made her this quilt that was called a symphony in neutral. And I found every single scrap of neutral fabric that I had. And I acquired some. And so each, you know, there's a, starts with like a single square and then it goes out from there. and, so each row is a different shade of neutral. And it was interesting once it was put together, because some are patterns, some are solids. Uh, some came out looking very decidedly golden or brown uh, compared to the others, even though they had all looked like a, a shade of beige, essentially, to me, separately. But anyway, I think it's a pretty quilt. I made... um I got into um, watercolor quilts for a while there and I made one for my grandson Tobia and I, and then we moved to Santa Fe and I got rid of the sewing machine because we, we downsized considerably. We probably went to half the square footage that we had. And, um, you know, so not only did we have to move it, but I knew that we would not have the room, um, And I still don't, I could not, it would have been very difficult to find a place to actually set up that desk of a sewing machine. So this one's really cool because it sits off to the side and I could, and I could just pick it up. It's very light and set it on my desk and use it there. And um, I'm thinking, well, the the news is official, so I can tell you uh, all in podcast land that we now have a fourth grandchild on the way. My daughter-in-law is uh, at 12 weeks as of yesterday, so the news is official. Sent us a very cute video of her older brother uh, getting the, or the I shouldn't say her, the baby's older brother getting the news. Uh, The older brother is certain that he's getting a baby brother but uh, we shall we shall see, otherwise we have um the other set of kids we have a a boy and then a younger girl. so it would be nice if this pairing was a boy and a younger girl also. Um, besides girls are fun to buy stuff for. <laughs> I am my mother's daughter, right? So anyway, I'm thinking I should catch up and make the other grandchildren quilts as well. And that would be a good good project. I stopped quilting back in the day. Um, That was the other reason I got rid of the sewing machine was because I had pretty much stopped quilting and I'd made it as a deliberate choice because I found that I was trying to get better about focusing on my writing career and getting stuff written and quilting became a creative displacement activity. Um, I would quilt instead of writing or I would think about quilting. That would be, um, I had a lot of fun designing patterns. I would break out the graph paper and actually use my trigonometry to figure angles And it was fun. It was fun. Don't let them tell you you'll never use higher math in life. Uh, Because I absolutely use trig for quilting. But, yeah, I had to stop. I had to stop because it was, um, especially then, I had limited free time. And I couldn't spend it on on more than one creative activity. And that was what it came down to. I had a conversation yesterday with one of my Safwa mentees and she had a long list of questions for me. We were kind of doing a beginning of year kickoff and, um, you know, and that was one of the things that we talked about is, you know, dividing up your time and making choices. And she was wondering about, world building and stuff. And it was funny because I'd just done that blog post about world building on Sunday for the SFF seven, but she was thinking about things, you know, like writing up histories for her world or character interviews. And I said, you know, she wanted to know how much I'd shared with her, my um, progress count spreadsheets, you know, and how I uh, budget my time for different books. And she said that she didn't see anything on there for novel preparation. And I said, that's because I don't do novel preparation. And she said, well, what about things you know, like character interviews and you know, writing up things like the history of the world? And I said, no, I don't do that stuff. And I said, part of why I don't, I said, I understand that it works for some people and some people really need that. But to me, it's always displacement activity. And I had made a deal with myself a long, long time ago that only writing counted as writing. Um, I did count... Writing blog posts as writing, but that's because I came out of a nonfiction background. And now I am uh, stringently dividing so I could tell the difference in word count between actual fiction writing and uh, what, you know, like related writing like blog posts. Though I blog so little now that it doesn't really measure in like it did before. So. So I think that that's a choice that we all make. Um, If you want to pursue some kind of creative activity, you know, whether it's book blogging or whether it is, um, you know, home renovations or, you know, any kind of creative activity, you have to choose which thing you're going to focus on and what's going to get the majority of your attention, I think. I think that's what works for me. But now that I am writing full-time, I am kind of excited to get back into sewing and see if I can't um, start doing a little bit of that again as a, uh, a, break, a break from the other stuff. So otherwise news, um, you know that Arise Enchantment is off with the copy editor. I don't have a release date yet, but I will soon. Once I know how long it's going to take her. And then yesterday I worked on the orchid throne, um, edits, which I think you all know I have been kind of dreading. And you guys, they were so easy. I got them done in two hours of work, just two different, um, walking, right, or working sprints, uh, I did not do a read-through. They they send them to you in track changes. So I just uh, bounced from track change to track change because i had done several read-throughs before this. And I'll do one more on the galley proofs just to catch anything. But I'm not going to change anything at this point. So uh, this copy editor was so great. She was just the best ever. I was really excited. Um, maybe one of the best I've ever worked with because she did not... Um, she did not get into that being too literal-minded thing that can be so aggravating. Um, and she called me out on some of my dialogue tags, but not that many. And when she did, she was always right. I never quibble commas. I don't understand qual- commas. I apparently also do not understand when to use each other and one another because every single time I use it the wrong way. And I even try to, knowing myself, knowing that I use each other when I should use one another, I'll think, oh, I need to use the other one, so I'll deliberately use the one I think it's not, and then that's still wrong. (laughs) So, So she like changed all of those, and I was like, fine, whatever. The really interesting thing is that ad nauseum I had spelled it A-D space, N-A-U-S-E-U-M. And I thought, of course that's correct. And she had changed it to Nauseam, N-A-U-S-E-A-M. And I thought, well, that's a mistake. That's not right. And I went and looked it up and <laughs> son of a gun. Did you guys know that? Am I the, well, actually I asked Kelly Robinson, my friend, and, online, if she knew that. And she did not. So I I felt better. So... <sighs> Who knew? So, anyway, the copy edits went hugely smoothly. She uh, figured out something I was trying to do with capitalization of pronouns. I thought I was going to have to fight over that, and I did not. And in fact, she found a lot of places where I did not do it according to my own schema and fixed those. So she is she's awesome, and that's that's out again. That's gone. So, other thing I'm doing today is I'm going to send in a blurb on a, a new fantasy romance, a debut author that I've been reading. And um, I wonder if I can I don't have to remember what her name is because I was going to say on here now that I've read, I really did love this book. It's a great world. It's so much fun. You guys are just going to really enjoy it. And I am looking on my Kindle to see if I can see. Oh, let's see. Here's my, I was looking up which Robin Hobb books I had on my Kindle library. Sometimes, oh, here it is. So I've just got to make sure. Oh, I don't know who that is. Some sort of warning alert. Oh yeah, okay, so now sorry, please bear with me. Going to Okay, so uh the name of the book is Kingdom of Exiles by Maxim M. Martineau. It's gonna be coming out from source books uh later this summer, this fall. I'm going to send in a blurb for that today, but it's um It's a delightful book. I think you all are really going to enjoy it. A very different world, but um, in in a fresh and exciting way. Uh, The heroine is a charmer, and she can uh, tame various beasts and keep them uh, in the beast realm, which she can access through a doorway, and she can bring them out to help her fight various battles. And so... Yeah, I want want a beast of my own now. All right. Well, I think that'll call it good for today. Uh, Hope you all have a lovely Tuesday. And I always like Tuesdays. I don't know why. I like Tuesdays. So I hope you like your Tuesday too. And I will talk to you, if not tomorrow, then Thursday. Bye-bye.